You're listening to the teaching of Calvary Paris. For more information, go to www.calvaryparis.com. Hey, we're just glad you're here. We're glad to celebrate Christmas with you on this amazing day. So thankful to the Lord that uh, he came and rescued us. Would you, uh, if you have a Bible this morning, open it to Matthew chapter 1. And uh, if you need a Bible, we got some guys coming down the aisles with Bibles in their hands. Flag them down. And uh, we're not going to be using a lot of our Bibles this morning. A little bit different format for us at Calvary Chapel. Today we're going to have a topical sermon. So uh, we'll be looking at a a couple of scriptures and, and mostly just making comments on them. So Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, when you have it, if you don't mind standing to your feet if you're able to this morning, and we're going to read this verse together on our feet, and we'll read it all together out loud, try something different this morning. So on the count of three, we'll read Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, let me hold on just a second for a few other folks to find it, still here a page or two being turned. Okay, are we ready? It's also on the screen. So let's read on three. One, two, three. Behold, the virgin shall be with child. Let's start over. I'm going to read off the screen because I have a different version of the Bible, embarrassingly enough. ESV on the screen there. So, one, two, three. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, you can have a seat and let's pray. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you so much for this day that we're celebrating today. And thank you, God, that you planned it, that we could all be together as a family today to celebrate your birthday. And Lord Jesus, it is such a privilege to uh, gather in your name. It always is a privilege. We know you're always with us, especially when we leave the church and go our way. But Lord, we thank you that you've blessed this holy gathering this morning and that your desire is to speak to our hearts on this special day as we celebrate. Lord, I pray for the folks that are here this morning that you would richly bless their lives Bless their Christmas afternoon. Lord, bless their quality time with their families and friends. And Lord, we pray that your light would shine and that your good news would just flow out of our lives and touch those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. So this Christmas is extra special for me. And, and let me just start by saying it's great to have all the kids in here with us this morning. Thank you, kids, for coming in and celebrating Christmas with us. And if you make a little bit of noise, that's okay, all right? We want you to know we're just fine with that. Color, play, and listen in as you're doing that stuff. And, and you know, if I'm saying something that your parents told you not to do, then do what your parents told you to do, by all means. Don't listen to me, but we're glad to have you with us. But this is an extra special day for me this morning because it's fallen on a Sunday, the Lord's Day. So yes, not only are we remembering the birth of Jesus Christ, but we're also celebrating the day of the week that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And for thousands of years, if you think about it, the church has gathered on this day for thousands of years to celebrate Jesus Christ's life 
And today it's extra special because not only are we celebrating that life that Jesus gives us, but we're celebrating the day that he came to the earth. So this is not a coincidence that we should take lightly, in my opinion. God has clearly spoken to all humans through the real events of history. I like that word history because you can break it down into two words, can't you? It's really his story. And so today, that's what this is really all about. God has entered our lives with his story. The story of Jesus Christ coming to the earth, being born in a cave, a cave that served as a manger and stable for animals. And then from the cave to being killed on a cross. And then from being killed on a cross to being risen from the dead to receive a crown. And I believe that God wants us to revisit those statements frequently in order to be reminded of the truth about ourselves and about our God. So let's take a minute this special Sunday morning to visit those three events in history when God you know, pronounced and made a statement, a declaration to all of humankind and remember what they mean to us today. Let's start with looking at how Jesus was born in a cave. What is God telling us through the first advent of Christ? I believe that God's statement to us on Christmas is that God is with us. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 reads, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In Matthew chapter 1, 23, that we just read at the beginning of service today, that tells us the literal translation of the word Emmanuel is God with us. Simply put, God with us. Now this has caused some to wonder why didn't Mary name her child Emmanuel if that's what the prophet you know, said that was going to happen. But the reason for that is quite simple. Emmanuel is not meant to be a proper name as, it is, as much as it is meant to be a characterization. So that name Emmanuel, God with us, is not so much a name, a proper name, as it is intended to be a character quality of the person who comes in that name. And so this is what characterized Jesus Christ. It's God's statement on Christmas Day that God is with us. We often forget about this simple statement, and we often twist the emphasis that it makes. And one example of how we do that is that we try to get to God. Yes, you heard me. All of us at one time or another, we struggle with the concept of trying to get closer to God. We forget that Christmas makes the simple statement, God with us. And instead, we live our lives in such a way as if, hey, we're striving to get somewhere to be with the Lord. Our line of thinking is something like this, God is holy. He is just. He's perfect. God wants me to be like he is, so I have to be holy, perfect, and just. And so I've got to go about making my outward life look like I've got it all together, like I'm a person that God can accept, like I'm a person that is close to God. And so that kind of thinking kind of puts us in a trap where the focus is all on us. And it's been taken away from that simple declaration that God is making to us today. I am 
with you. You don't have to strive. You don't have to seek to clean up the outside so that you look like a person that's close to God. Rather, you just need to rest in the very fact that God has done all that is necessary to be with you. And that's what this day, this statement that that God is making means to us. A new day has dawned. The day of God's grace, his love, his peace, his goodwill towards all men everywhere shown to us in the miraculous birth of Jesus in a cave stable. Why did he do this? What is he trying to tell us? Listen, I believe his point is very simple. God wants you and I to know this Christmas one simple fact. It's all about relationship. It's all about a relationship with him. He desires that. That's what he desires to have with each person that's here today listening to this word. You know, on Christmas, it's a great time to get together with families. Some of you have traveled from a long distance to be here. I know we've got Damien and Sandra and their kids. They come all the way out from Georgia to check up on me and the church and see how things are going today. I'm just kidding. I'm just, that's, that's not why they're here. They're, just, they're traveling through on their way to the uh, missions conference in California, and I'm so glad they're here. But listen, lots of us have traveled, or some of you have traveled great distances to be together with family. Why? Because we love each other. We love the relationships that we have. And and this day is a special day. It's a joyous occasion. We want to be together with people that we like and love. And sometimes we don't like them. We just have to love them, right? (laughs) And sometimes we do love and like But it's a special day. You know, the last time that my family has uh, been together is now about seven years ago when all of us were together. You see, I have uh, five siblings, or there's five of us total, and a brother and three sisters. And I remember the last time that we got together, and it was in uh, actually, see, we're all spread out. Let me explain that. We're all spread out all over the country. I've got a sister who lives in Montana with her three boys. I've got uh, a brother that lives in Needles, California, of all places, with his three kids. And I have another sister that lives in Washington, D.C. She's married to a Navy officer, works at the Pentagon, and she's got three kids. And then I've got my youngest sister, Allison, who lives in Reno, Nevada. Now, you put all that together, that's thousands of miles of travel time to get together. Plus, my parents live in Bullhead City, Arizona. So we're spread out all over the place. And to get us together, it's very difficult. But I remember the last time that we got together. There we were uh, all gathered together with the 15 grandkids. It was, actually, there wasn't 15 at that time, but it was seven years ago. And we were celebrating Christmas. And I had a great time to see uh, all of us get together again. And we're a family that likes to play games, all kinds of games. And so we were playing poker, uh, not for money, right? But we were playing poker, and we were playing Shanghai. We were playing, you know, all kinds of fun games that we like to play. Spades and all that good stuff. And I remember that time. Do you know what I don't remember? I don't remember any of the presents I got. Not one present. I can't tell you what present I got. Because I was so enjoying the presence of my family and seeing us all be together again and rejoicing in that fact. Well, listen, the same is true with the Lord. God is saying to you and to me today, listen, it's not about the presence. Did you hear that, kids? 
It's not about the presence. God is saying, it's all about my presence. My presence with you. The declaration, the statement that I am making to you on this day. You see, Jesus really is the greatest gift that any one of us can receive on Christmas. I ask you today, have you opened your heart to God's presence in your life today? Have you received Jesus for who he really is, our Lord, our Savior? I pray that you will, my friends, because that's why he came. That's why he came to this earth. That's why we're celebrating today. Now, as I bring this message closer to a close, notice that language there. Closer to a close. I didn't say I'm closing, okay? But there's a misconception that I want to address that sometimes can exist within the minds and the hearts of those who come to church. And that misconception is this. Yes, we get it, Phil. We know that God is with us, but we believe that God is only with those who are with him. We can forget that when Jesus came to the earth, there was no such thing as Christians. There was no such thing as a church. There was not even apostles or disciples when Jesus came. God sent his son to a world to be with that world. Again, we need to take the focus off of us and put it on God. He's the main thing. He came to be with all of us. God is with all of us. And I love how Mary, the mother of Christ, so humbly put it when she received the news that, that, she, or that, that, that God had chosen her to be the mother of the Son of God. Listen, she says this in Luke chapter 1. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Notice her humility there. Notice that not only is she filled with an overflowing joy, but she's also humbled by the fact that for no apparent reason, God has chosen her to be the virgin who brought his son into the world. She didn't feel like she was anyone special, did she? She says, hey, you've considered me in a lowly state. That means that she was humble and poor, not a queen, not a powerful person of stature and standing in her community. And yet God decided that she was going to be the one, and he came to her, and he blessed her forever. Listen, that's a picture of what God wants to do in your life today on Christmas. That's the declaration. That's the statement. God is with us. Regardless of your status, regardless of your position, regardless of your wealth, regardless of the good or the bad that you have done, God wants you to know that he is with you. That's the statement that he's making. It's the good news of Christmas, isn't it? God didn't come to only be with us church people. You know, we so often can breathe that attitude. We get into the church and we think we're better than everybody else that doesn't go to church. That's such a wrong attitude to have because this day is all about the contrary. You see, God came because he wanted to bless all mankind. And really, it makes our message so simple, doesn't it? It should fill our hearts with joy. And the next time we're around those people that we desire to come to church, hey, we shouldn't be hammering them and judging them critically under condemnation, but rather we should be joyfully saying, hey, 
I know the Lord is with you. He's with you in a special way. And he's desiring to lead you, to guide you, to direct you into his presence. He desires that you would understand and know he's the one that forgives sin. He's the one that erases shame. He's the one that heals and restores lives. He's the one that sets captives free. Our message is almost complete, but we cannot be complete until we mention the other two declarations that God made in his story for all mankind. And that is the second point that Jesus was killed on a cross. Not only did he come into this world by being born in a cave, but he was killed on a cross. He was killed as God's lamb, the symbolic sacrifice for your sins and my sins. You see, Jesus died to take away the sins of the world. Anyone who believes in him will not perish, the word of God says, but will receive the gift of eternal life. Again, why Jesus came to give us that gift of eternal life, the gift of himself. You see, the cross is what changes God's relationship from being with us to being in us. When you believe that you're a sinner who needs a savior, and then you trust in Jesus as God's all-sufficient sacrifice for sin, then you believe that Jesus died for you. Then God not only is with you, but he moves to live in you. He awakens your spirit, and he dwells within your spirit, and he becomes a part of your life in a new way as a friend and as a savior. Right now, he is with all of us as Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says every day, or one day, every knee will bow in his presence. But today, in the age of grace, when we receive the truth of God, we can receive him and we can worship him now. We can receive that truth and proclaim him as Lord. And when we do that, he moves not only from Lord but also to friend and to savior. Isn't it an amazing thing? That's not where the story ends, though, either. And I want to just say this this morning, because I know that many of you that come to Calvary Chapel Paris, we have so many folks in our church that are going through trials right now and suffering. Some uh, in family sufferings. Some in physical health type sufferings. Others suffering to uh, become Uh, victorious over sin in your lives. But listen, I want you to know that Jesus Christ went to the cross willingly to save you and I from sin. He, in a way, embraced that cross with joy in his heart, knowing that it was going to bring salvation to millions. And this morning, I hope to encourage you to know that when you believe in him, Jesus Christ is with you in everything that you're going through. He sticks with you closer than any family member ever can or will. Jesus Christ will be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you, the scripture tells us. And he will walk you through that trial. Just as Jesus went to the cross and he died and took the sin of the world upon himself. Well, God brought him through that trial. He brought him through the grave and rose him from the dead. And that new life that Jesus Christ has now lives in you that believe in him. 
He will bring you through. He will help you to see the light at the end of that tunnel. And he's going to bring you through that trial. So don't run from the trial. Don't run from it as painful, as horrible as it may be. But rather know that Jesus Christ has ordained that trial for you to bring you through to the other side. To do a great work of redemption in your life and in your heart. So know that Jesus is with you and the suffering that you face in your life, it's only natural if our Lord and Savior faced suffering, we too will face suffering in our journey of faith. But Christ being in us will bring us through it. He will not forsake us. He will not abandon us. And that's what we end on today. That as Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible so clearly teaches Historical evidence so clearly supports that Jesus rose from the grave and ascended into heaven where he is now crowned with the title King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So his resurrection is a foretaste of the eternal life that he wants to give to all who follow him, who by faith trust him, who by faith say, you know what, God? (laughs) I've received that statement that you made on Christmas Day that you are with me. And God, I believe that you went to the cross and died in my place for my sins. And Lord, I know that you're bringing me through the valley of the shadow of death that I'm walking through right now. And you're going to bring me into your presence one day where I am going to receive a crown You know what is so awesome about that crown? The Bible tells us that we're going to actually take that crown off of our heads. And we're going to throw it at his feet. And we're going to say, God, you are worthy of this crown because it was your grace and your goodness that brought me through. That brought me through. That brought me to this place. And you don't, I don't deserve this crown. You actually deserve it, Lord. And I'm going to throw it at your feet. I'm going to worship you. And, and, and that's what we're going to do, guys. That's, that's, that's God's three major statements, declarations that he has made in our human history. So will you receive that gift today? Will you open your heart and say, yes, I receive the gift that God gave to me. I, I believe that God is with me and that he died for my sins and that he rose from the grave to live again forever. And that's what I'm receiving today. If, you're, if you are willing to make that, uh, receive that gift and make that profession of faith, let's, let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, and we're going to close with that this morning. Lord Jesus, we are so blessed that you would love a bunch of folks like us, Lord. A bunch of broken sinners like us, that you would love us so much that you would invade our world with your light that righteous light of truth. But Lord, it's not a cold light. It's a warm light because it's filled with your love. Lord, as we read last night in our candlelight service, you are the one that is full of grace and truth. God, it is at your cross where truth and mercy meet. And Lord, it is through believing in you that we are saved that we receive the gift of eternal life. So Father, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning, we want to give that invitation to those who may be here that need to make that decision to receive the gift of Jesus today. To believe the declaration that you are with them 
to believe that declaration that they have sinned and they need a Savior. To believe that declaration, Lord, that upon believing in your name, they're filled with new life, eternal life, and will one day receive a crown. If you're that person this morning that has come to church and you know this message is for you, it's been speaking to you, I would encourage you right there where you sit in your chair with your head bowed and your eyes closed just to pray to God today. And just to say a prayer like this, if this is speaking to you and you know you want to receive Jesus and that gift that He has this Christmas, just pray something like this. Dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner, that I have sinned against you. And God, I ask you to forgive me through Jesus Christ for those sins that I have committed against you. And I ask you to be my Lord. I proclaim that you are my Lord. And God, I I want to live with you and for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, the Bible says that when you, by faith, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with your mouth that He is Lord and that you believe that He's risen from the dead, that He's alive today. When you do that, the Bible tells us that you receive the gift of eternal life. It says you shall be saved. But one of the things that we, we need to do as human beings is we need to follow up on that commitment to Him. And we need to pursue Him. We need to We need to run after Him. We need to get to know Him. We need to get to know Him better. And we need to do that by getting into the words, by reading about Him, by by, by praying and meditating on what His Word says to us, learning about Him through this book. And as we do that, we begin to grow. We begin to grow in our faith, don't we? And, And God does so many great things in our lives as He walks us through this adventure of faith that we've been born for, that all of us have been born for in this world so if you did that this morning listen we're going to have some prayer teams up in the front after the service is over and and as we sing this last song and if anybody that prayed that prayer would just like to come up and let us know we would love to pray for you and we'd love to encourage you and congratulate you and welcome you into the family of God anybody else that's here this morning that just has a need on your heart something that's weighing heavy on you and you'd like to get prayer for that as well our prayer teams are available for that as well they're here just to pray for you guys we love you guys and we hope that you have a very merry christmas let's stand to our feet we're going to close with a song